Good morning. This is Saturday morning with George and Phil. <clears throat> 22 minutes to help you become the best version of yourself. Whether you found yourself out of shape, struggling in a dead-end job, or in job transition, we're your hosts, George Murray and Lenny Newman, pinch hitting for Phil <clears throat> while he's away. <clears throat> we do encourage questions in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many as time allows. Hey, George. Hey, good morning. You know what? It's almost like 90% of the time, two minutes before we go live, there's always some kind of obstacle, but we seem to turn around and overcome it like in 30 seconds. You know, just hitting curveballs, George. That's all you do. That's all you do. You just hit curveballs. Absolutely. Um, well, this morning, uh, we're going to continue where we've been the last several shows. Uh, we're now four chapters into your new book, due out in May. Ignite, Engage, and Retain. George, can you talk a little bit more about this second book that everybody's anxiously awaiting to publish? Yeah, so before we do, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we're streamlining or stream live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Yahoo, or excuse me, YouTube, Yahoo. Um, so if you are actually watching the video, um, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you are, uh, get an awareness of the next uh, update on the show. Yeah, so we're a little bit uh, out of whack, always going into the last two minutes of something like that disruption. But to your answer, the answer to your question, um, before we do, wanted to thank the folks at Thrivent for sponsoring the show. Um, the guys at Thrivent for more than 10 years, along with Skip Nelson, have been helping folks really reach financial freedom. In the next two weeks, really, they're focusing on helping folks contact creditors and request you know, fee flexibility and reduction. I can tell you in career transition, boy, it's really hard to reach out and get that. And they actually have the experience and skill to help you reduce that that cost pressure when you're going through difficult times. So reach out to Skip just by taking your phone and scrolling over the bottom right corner and setting up a free consultation. Now, George, tell me a little bit more about the book. I want to hear more about the book. Yeah, you know, um, I found that uh, I find like writing books about gaps, you know, in the last probably 10 years, a lot of leaders have been giving a lot of information that it's this coming. The great resignation is coming, you know, about all these great, you know, employee engagement surveys and the lack thereof. 15% are working against your, you know, your rowing efforts in the right direction. And so the book is really to help three scenarios, right? First of all, if you're a business leader, or a business itself, if you've got some team that are not rowing in the right direction, how do you really get everybody in that same direction in the right seat? I mean, the things that we're talking about for probably the last 10 years plus. The second answer it's supposed to help is leaders who are taking new roles. You know, I've been hearing that, um, you know, engagement is really a challenge, especially in this hybrid workforce. How am I supposed to start off in uh, my best foot forward? And then the last question it's supposed to answer is, well, is, you know, companies may be doing some great things, but they're still seeing that churn, right? How do I, you know, set myself in the right direction as an organization or a leader to take the next level in employee engagement and igniting workforce and more importantly, retaining our talent because it's so critical right now. People got options. Well, and you know, this whole uh, great resignation, George, uh, I read rec an article recently 
that uh, leaders right today, there's like four leadership skills that all organizations are are looking for in this post-COVID-19 workplace. I'm just curious, do we have anybody, George, who we can kind of invite into our uh, virtual coffee shop and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about these four leadership skills that uh, all companies are looking for? Absolutely. Who would know best than somebody who's reached out by leaders and businesses to find that right talent? So we want to welcome to the show Steve Yakish. Steve is a president at Verseek as far as direct Hire and executive search. So, Steve, welcome to the show and good morning. Thanks for having me, George. Good to see you, Lenny. Nice to see you as well, Steve. Good, good morning. I'm curious, how's business in general, and uh, you know, what kind of business, uh, what kind of leaders are your clients looking for today as a result of the mass resignation? Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, business we're as busy as we've ever been in the last 20 years. Um, as everybody can probably good, imagine. Um, good problem. Yeah, good problem for us. Um, but I think the overall, the the leadership traits and qualities that organizations are looking for, some of them are, are still what traditionally everybody's been looking for, for over the last 25 years. Um, strategic vision um, and the ability to lead and grow an organization. Um, but now you start to bolt on attributes of employee engagement, connectivity, um, all the things that we, we we read out there and we hear and feel why some really top talented people are leaving organizations. And so as uh, these organizations are bringing leaders in, they want leaders that are going to be able to connect um, and retain and build relationships with their teams. Hey, Steve, you know, out of all the traits that are out there, I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot um, that goes through the job description. What are the few that, you know, your clients are looking for that rise above the top? You know, I mean, I hear things like servant leadership and coach and mentoring and stuff like that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it, it's it's the ability to. I guess, kind of come back to that connectivity piece and, and what kind of creativity and what, what have they done? What have they, what have they learned that hasn't worked in the past? Um, so they can, and I think everyone, every leader needs to have a philosophy um, and, and make sure that it's core to who they are as a leader. So as you said, George, kind of that servant leadership, um, but they need to be able to ask questions of their people to, understand what's important to their team, what's important to those individuals, and be be curious on, on what is important to their leaders and to their teams. Hey, Steve, can, can we go a little deeper on connectivity? Because, you know, one mm -hmm. of the things for me, what that denotes is, you know, compassion, listening, some things that, quite frankly, may not have been present pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Are, are there some of those things you're seeing as well that people are speaking to you about when they're doing a search for a key leader? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think those are are coming in um, at servant leadership, the com the the compassion, um, and just the desire for their their teams to do their best work and to know mm -hmm. that their teams are valued. Sure. So, Steve, suppose I'm starting a new leadership role as early as Monday. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give me as I come into that new leadership role, whether I'm a CEO or a COO? 
or any anyone in the C-suite? What, how would you guide me? Listen, you know, listen to, to the people, <laughs> assess the staff, um, you know, and get to know them. You know, I think there's a lot of really good, um, you know, books out there. The first 90 day, the first 100 days, George, you know, hits a lot of them in his books. Um, but really, you know, in those those first 90 days are absolutely critical to start employee engagement, start building trust, rapport mm-hmm. with your teams. And again, going back to being curious, asking questions, um, not just why, why do we do it this way, but um, do you think it's the best way to do it and really drive engagement that way? Got it. So what I, what I heard there was listening is a critical skill for leaders that you're trying to place right now. 100%. Yep, I got it. I, I would agree with that. So um, we're getting back to the servant leadership, you know, because that's one of the oldest leadership styles. It's like what is old is new today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, out of all those traits, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, w- when clients are talking about servant leader, I always, you know, when people say we're looking for a servant leader, I always try to define that because everybody says it right now. It's kind of the hot topic. What are the things that clients are looking for? I mean, I'm sure you talk briefly on it, but is it really, you know, the compassion? It's got to be. I'm I, I'm going to help people lift them up versus just look at the status of getting to the next rung as a leader. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, when it comes to the really, really strong leaders out there um, that kind of separate themselves from others, um, they hold people accountable. Um, they have that vision and they get things done, but they do it in a way that makes people feel valued and important. Um, and I think that's the what I see when, when we talk about servant leadership um, is how can I help you get what you need done? But if they don't know truly what they need to be done, that's an issue too. So it's those, it's that blend of servant leadership. I'm here to help, but prior to being a servant leader, you need to be able to articulate what is the job and, and that I'm going to hold you accountable because I want you to be successful. And here's how we're going to define success. Um, in your role um, over the next 90 days, the next year, whatever that time period might be. So until you have that definition of success for that individual from a work standpoint, um, you can't necessarily be that true servant leader, in my opinion. And then the really good ones also kind of set the work stuff aside and say, help me define what success looks like for you as an individual outside of work. Because a lot of really good leaders can will appreciate that balance, integration, whatever we're calling it today, uh, between work and, and life. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll work hard to help their teams be, at the be their best person outside of work. Because in all reality, if they're the best person outside of work, they're going to be so much more effective, productive inside of work. You know, it's, it's really interesting, Steve, over the last two years, I don't recall as much discussion around inside outside of work you know this whole work-life balance Mm -hmm. we're hearing a lot of that right now i think due to the fact that you know we're in this hybrid environment Mm -hmm. what what can you share with uh, george and me about and the viewers about your thoughts on what are some of the best leaders doing to keep their folks engaged and to retain them i mean some of the easy ones you know compensation i'm hearing people when they leave right now the number one reason is not compensation so what are you, what are you seeing? What are some of the things that you're observing that you can share? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Lenny. I mean, what we hear is 
compensation. Everybody wants to be paid fair value for the work they're doing and the success they have, but it is normally four, five, six on their list of priorities if they are going to make a change. So I 100% agree with you. Um, so getting back to what can leaders do, um, you know, it's really around that engagement. Um, you know, I think everybody early in the pandemic, they were scrambling to do their, you know, we all saw the screenshots with the team on and they were all had, you know, their favorite cup of coffee or they brought their dogs <laughs> into the screen, you know, all the things that we all tried. But now I think, um, you know, in a, in, in a normal eight to five, Monday through Friday, everybody's in the office environment. Um, what were the things that went on in that environment that made your made an organization sticky? And a lot of those could just simply be those five minute conversations while you're filling up a cup of coffee and you ask that person, what did you do this weekend? Or did you see the Vikings blow another one or what, you know, whatever those small <laughs> little, um, you know, conversations are. And so I think it, it's around how do you re, how do you create that in a virtual environment? Um, if you are still in this remote environment, I personally believe, and I know this isn't feasible for everybody, but getting people into the office is going to be the most critical component, um, in my opinion, because those little conversations that that allow me to get to know Lenny more on a personal basis, um, because we're grabbing coffee and I find out that Lenny likes to golf and so do I. And so now we have that connection point. You don't necessarily do that over a video call. Um, but if you are still in a remote environment, um, be very purposeful on how do you draw out those conversations. Um, and I, I believe a lot of really good leaders are not only doing some of these collective video kind of team calls within their own team, but they're taking some of their team and handing them off to a peer of theirs. So the marketing team is inter integrated with the IT and the finance team in a very purposeful, non-work related environment. So they get to know people across uh, you know, different departments. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm a true believer, if at all possible, um, you know, get your people back into the office because and show the value for that collaboration, that energy, mm -hmm. that connectivity. Um, Cause I think in you know some of these big companies, the Googles of the world that are staying remote for, you know, for the foreseen future, they're the ones that are gonna have the, the great resignation because their people are gonna be lonely um, because we're social beings and it's hard to be social just sitting behind a video screen. So do you, so you think that uh, the hybrid model is gonna be here to stay and companies are going to have some fallout is what I hear you saying, just because it's, it, it's, you're right. We are social beings. I know for the couple of months or six months or eight months that I was holed up, I, I was like a caged animal. I, I had to be, I had to interact with people. So I love the fact that we're now doing 3d as opposed to 2d. So uh, it's, yeah. it will be interesting though, because I know there's a lot of pressure on big organizations uh, to keep the hybrid model. But I, I do agree with you, Steve. I think the sooner we can get back into a more normal office routine, mm -hmm. uh, it, it may not be five days a week. It may be three days a week or four days a week. But I just, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And what we've done is, you know, we've got core collaboration days in our office. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, it's core collaboration. Um, people are in the office. They still work their day. I mean, they're out of the office doing things. But 
you know, we do allow for Mondays and Fridays on the bookends to work from home if, if, if you want to. Um, But what we found is, you know, yeah, everybody's coming back on our core days, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but the percentage of our population of our, our teams are becoming greater and greater to see them in the office on Monday and Fridays. Cause it's just, it's a fun place. They like seeing people and that number is just ratcheting up as well. So maybe, maybe what you're, what you're alluding to is there's, you know, as a result of the great resignation, uh, there's a great compromise. Cause mm-hmm. what I heard you say is you're meeting your team somewhere in the middle, which, you know, that's a, that's a good trait in my opinion. George, yeah. what questions do you have as we hey, Steve. come down the home yeah. stretch? Well, you know, one of the things that you brought up is that, that interface virtually, right? You know, one, and so a couple of things that um, come to my mind, especially when we are going into pandemic, you know, one of the companies I was working for at the time, we were at a 30% growth through the pandemic, right? With all the mm-hmm. supply chain issues and everything else, um, you certainly can't virtually turn a wrench, right? So you mm-hmm. definitely have to get people involved, but you also make sure you have to involve those people who are in hybrid in the workforce so that they don't, you know, just find every particular opportunity to actually go out and find another opportunity in hybrid. So one of the things that I was able to do was just do virtual coffees, like, you know, two shifts, we were running two shifts, right? So 15 minutes, people could log on to a Teams, and I would just start off by saying, here's the state of the business, right? And then mm-hmm. if anybody had questions, it actually got me an opportunity to learn more about your people like you were talking about, you know, on a personal side, like, hey, you know, what are you doing the weekend? We start talking about sports and everything else. And I think that was really critical for us to bring people together, even in a hybrid environment. And then the other topic was, is that, you know, I was working for, you know, a client uh, probably a couple of months ago. Every morning, you know, my, my I have a standard operating procedure, a cadence, and I go out, hey, good morning to everybody you know, and just ask him, how can I help? And a lady came up to me and she says, you know what, George, I've been here 26 years and you're the only person that has come in every morning and state, you know, good morning, recognize me, and then hey, ask me. And it's those little things. It's those little things that help engage people. So one of the things I'm going to ask you is, is how important is optimism for a leader in those challenging times because i label myself tenaciously optimistic mm-hmm. <laughs> no i think it's extremely important george and it's a, it's a great topic and i think you know there's that optimistic realism you know if things aren't going well you know you can't hide or skirt around it as, as right. we know but to have optimism to say even if i don't have the answer today but I'm working hard and I'm, I'm leveraging resources and I'm going to find this answer and things are going to be okay. Um, yeah. I think people want to hear about that from their leaders um, and to see that optimism. And as long as those leaders are following through, even if it's a non update, if, if I'm asked a question and I'm optimistic that we're going to find a, a solution for it, but I don't have it a week later, I'm going to make sure to still reach back out and say, Hey, I haven't forgot. I'm still optimistic that we're going to find this solve, but I don't have it yet, but we're still working. I just wanted to make sure that you were in the know. So, you know, exactly. like anything, it's communication and, and follow up. Um, those are what the great leaders do in my opinion. 
And, and I and I tell people is that it's important. You know, gone are the days as a leader showing up and saying, "Hey, I'm one dimensional. This is who I am." You know, leaders have to adjust according to the situation, right? And more importantly, they need to turn around. Gone are the days also as to you know, do as I say, not as I do, right? Just barking orders. It's saying, "Hey, here is why we have to do." You know, behind the what, right? Hundred percent. Yep. So, Steve, as as we shared earlier, these these twenty two minutes go incredibly fast. We're <laughs> on the home stretch here. One final question for you: If there's one thing you could leave with our viewers post hope post hybrid, excuse me, what would that be in terms of uh, people keeping talent in their organizations? There's one thing they could do. What would that be? I think the one thing is ask the question of what's important to your employees and adjust accordingly. You know, I know we talked about it earlier, but I think that's the absolute thing. Be curious, ask questions as busy as you are, be diligent about asking your people questions, both what can I do to help you in the workforce? And as important, how's things going outside of work? Outstanding. That, that's terrific. Hey, Steve, again, appreciate, I know you're busy. You probably got more than 150 open positions and uh, I'm sure we'll plug you. Yeah. If people are looking for opportunities or the businesses looking for that talent. Awesome. Well, Lenny and George, appreciate you having me on. Hey, Steve, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us on Saturday morning. Take care. You bet. They certainly do go fast. Yeah, they do. Here, Here we go again. So for those of you who are interested, uh, you can reach out to uh, Steve Yakish. Uh, you can see his email address and a direct dial phone number. As uh, George and I discussed with Steve, he is incredibly busy. So be patient because I know his, uh, he's, he's a very busy gentleman these days. So uh, we uh, do want to st- uh, thank Steve again for uh, stopping in uh, and visiting with us. Uh, and please, um, if you know someone who might find this show valuable, please encourage them to uh, take a look at the uh, playback. And uh, um, I also want to give a heartfelt thank you to our producer, the guy behind the scenes who makes George uh, and me look, uh, we met, he makes it look easy. So Ethan, a uh, heartfelt shout out to you. Ethan Connors, our friend. So you can find him on LinkedIn probably in about another 60 days. So Ethan Connor. Great. And, you know, the next show we're coming up in two weeks, we're talking about where is HR, right? Um, It's the last five plus years in talking to a lot of CHROs as I talk about the book. You know, see, HR has gone from transactional to really business partner. And the questions we were going to ask, you know, is where is your HR leadership in this whole hybrid post pandemic? So hopefully we will able to see you guys. And I want to reinforce the same thing. If you guys find this valuable, you think this can help others. Um, please share the show on LinkedIn. So until next time, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for sharing your Saturday morning coffee uh, with George and Lenny pinch hitting for Phil. And remember, achieve forward and get better.